I'm recording. I'm also recording, uh, and I'm going to turn my mic down since it was a little loud last time. All right, three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Damn, I was like, I was really trying too, man. Hope that sounds good. I was fucking really trying to get that, get that all Seems up. Seems fine to me, yeah. That's good. Greetings, fellow members of the Justice League of America. Welcome back, Tatsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 47. I am the Crack House Green Lantern representative, Sam Kingma. And joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J, who can be Blue Beetle or something. Thanks, Sam. Blue Beetle's fucking be cool, Blue dude. Beetle. Dude, have you seen modern Blue Beetle? Old Blue Beetle's kind of no. shit. I'm talking about the Mexican kid. This motherfucker, so so this guy just has the scarab, which is like some alien computer technology, just strapped to his back. And the level of shit, it's like Iron Man times 10 and like way cooler because like it's an alien and it talks to him. It's pretty fucking sick. Dude, DC's fucking lame. Fuck you, DC's dude. a fucking No, I lame, fucking dude. disagree, dude. I fucking disagree. I think DC's superhero and villain roster is significantly fucking better uh, than Marvel's IMO. They're, it's more interesting, which means that it's got some stupider ideas. I mean, I mean I'm, not saying, I'm not saying there's no stupid ideas in DC. I'm saying Blue Beetle's not one of those stupid fucking ideas, dude. Fine, fine. Terrible name, but we'll we'll keep going. Motherfucker, motherfucker, it's he's a blue beetle. What do you want? What, what's wrong with the so? name blue beetle? Pick, pick something way cooler. Fucking cobalt beetle. Give it, give it some, give it, give it, give it a nice different there, shade. No, but fucking blue beetle rolls off the tongue because it's alliteration. Cobalt beetle sounds like a fucking maverick from Mega Man X. But mavericks have cooler names than blue beetle. Yeah, but, like, Blue Beetle's not supposed to be a Maverick. He's supposed to be a fucking superhero. Anyways, we saw fucking Justice League. It could still be a cool name. We saw Justice League. We did see Justice League. We did, in fact, see Justice League. So, Miles, before we get into the fucking meat and potatoes of the Justice League movie, I, I would like to bring to the crackheads' attention out there that this was not my idea. Contrary to what I assume would be popular belief, it was not my fucking idea for us to review this movie. You wanted to fucking talk about it on the show. So, Miles, before we actually get to talking about the movie, why the fuck did you, A, want to see this, and B, talk about it on the show? Because we never talk about superheroes, or very rarely we do, and you never peg me as a big superhero guy. So, I'm, well, I this, was stunned. This is, this, is, uh, this is interesting for me. This is a very unprecedented moment in Hollywood history, in movie release history, in which what essentially is a cut that normally might not have existed actually got to be made both due to fan demand with the original footage of the film, and it got to be released on a, on, you know, with a streaming service. This yeah. is a culmination of, I would say this, this could be a turning point for a new age of film, in which we might get to see a lot of movies that might have never gotten to get that second chance i mean do you know anything about event horizon uh no but i'm i'm assuming it's probably in the in the list of in the 
the not genre but the category of film that was you know fucked by the studio and was gonna be way better or a way better version exists in the ether somewhere uh event horizon had an hour of footage cut of the cut out of the film one hour of footage down to 90 minutes yeah. originally two and a half hours roughly um, it was gorier. It was scarier. It was more cohesive. It was it, it it was it was a cosmic horror film that went there, and it made a lot more sense. And I'll say this much: I like Event Horizon, good movie, but I can't like it as much knowing that there is possibly a significantly better version that's an hour longer with better character stuff, better gore, better horror that just I will never get to see. So, and 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 lots of movies have been like this. There have been. There have been lots of films that didn't get this opportunity, and the only time those films get that opportunity is if they are critically acclaimed masterpieces like Apocalypse Now. Or Blade there Runner. There is a full, like, yeah, Blade Runner, like, a longer cut of those movies that have to be critically acclaimed or have to be really famous. Justice League came out in 2017. It was divisive, to say the least. No, it was fucking critically um, hated, dude. Everyone didn't like that fucking movie. B- Batman versus Superman was divisive. Last Jedi is divisive. Everybody just fucking hates this. It was divisive as far as, like, the way that it was handled. Because true. a lot of people That's didn't true. like Zack Snyder. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like Zack Snyder. A lot of people liked just Joss Whedon at the time. Um, Joss Whedon, now no longer someone anyone likes anymore, because he's an adulterer and a foot guy, and that's even worse. Yep. But, uh, you know, Zack Snyder was not a well-liked head of the of the DCEU, and, and lots of people were very happy with his stepping down. Um, but at the same time, the reason he stepped down was that his daughter, Autumn, fucking killed herself. Yeah, pretty fucking terrible. And not yeah, the, very not funny. The, yeah, I mean, not what? the circumstances. Not the circumstances yeah. in which you want to you wanna depart your, your film halfway through. And I'm with you. Yeah, I so think... anyway, that yeah, th- this is this is a big moment because Zack Snyder's not a necessary well-respected director. The DCEU has technically done better without him. Um, but clearly there were fans that that wanted this that didn't that didn't want to take the mulligan of the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League. Um, and so they 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 got it made. HBO noticed the buzz and they said, "Hey, let's make it happen." And so this is kind of a big deal. Hell yeah, Sam, say something. I'm, I'm just, I, I was, I was engaged with, with the context. You're you were fucking, providing. you're out of here, not talking to me, Sam. What is this? No, I'm, I'm just. What is this? I, I just, thought we were friends. No, we are friends. I just wanted to hear about the context of the movie industry, Mister Movie Guy. Um, funny, funny movie guy. I don't believe you, Sam. I don't believe you. I think this is it. I think this is the end of the show. <laughs> we're breaking up. We're divorcing. We're splitting yeah. apart. Re- Daft Punk is no yeah, more. Rele- dude. Release the Sam cut of yeah. <laughs> release the Sam cut of this episode. We need to do that every week. We need to have someone else do cut the episode, and then the other person on Twitter go, "Hey, release the Miles cut." Maybe we'll like, do whatever that. you edit the show. Release the Miles cut. Maybe we'll do that for fucking April Fools. We'll just we we'll, we have a couple we'll, April Fools ideas. Yeah, we'll just fucking record a show and then we'll both edit it and then it's like okay, you can either listen to the Miles cut of this show or the King cut of this show. And and but it'll be like a five hour show and we'll just like have to decide what we want to keep. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of things that are way too fucking long, the Snyder cut came out on March eighteenth. Uh at 
four hours and two minutes. Um, Zack Snyder, of course, is a director I don't particularly care for. Um, and I was told to sit down and watch this with my friend. I was going to watch it anyways. Um, and Sam, I'm sure you're already sitting there thinking, Miles, you don't even have to review this film. I know what you think of this film. Sam, tell me what you think that I think. You fucking hate this movie, dude. You fucking hate this movie. Well, uh, Sam, I, I, uh, I have to say, you're dead fucking wrong, actually, yes! dude! Fuck yes! Dude, isn't this movie fucking amazing? No, it's not amazing, but... It is a true epic, dude. It is a fucking I, epic. I, I liked it a lot. I liked, I liked the fact that, first of all, it is a giant four-hour, like, event. It's, like, literally, it, it, this is the Kenneth Branagh Hamlet of superhero movies. Where that's also four hours. Yeah. And again, uh, but, and to go back, like, Kenneth Branagh is, like, a respected, you know, director, actor, and Hamlet is... is is Hamlet. Yeah, and it's a great it's fucking Hamlet. great fucking movie. I don't movie, even by need to way. explain to you great what, what movie, is important about that. What was that? Great fucking movie, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, I love the Kenneth Branagh Hamlet. But Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh I went in, low expectations. I don't really like Zack Snyder's directorial style. And to be perfectly honest, like there's I could nitpick this film. I could nitpick a lot of stuff. I could not nitpick. There's there's some genuine like directorial bullshit that I didn't like, but I think that 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 on the back of everything to do with the Snyder cut, on the back of of his daughter's suicide, and just on the back of the other movies, this actually feels like this this is uh, this is actually close to a Miles Core Snyder cut. I could not believe it. This is this is as Miles Core as Zack Snyder's probably ever gonna get, and that's fine. We got themes of moving on. We got themes of accepting oneself. We got people who go through the darkness and find the light on the other side. We got we got brooding people healing. I mean, it's it's like, damn, Zach. I, I I'm I don't want to shit on Zack Snyder too much. Of course, the circumstances of his uh, departure are very sad, and I did not like the previous Justice League uh, cut. I didn't like the other one, the other Batman v Superman, Man of Steel. They weren't for me. Um, and this one, there was a lot of stuff that wasn't for me, but I was like, God damn, I was watching the action scenes and I was like, I can tell what the fuck's going on during these. Oh, it's great. Isn't this it? This makes sense to me. This makes sense to me. Yeah. And, and, and Cyborg, who is a non-character in the original cut. Yes. A literal non-character is, is they gave him so much to do and so much of an arc and he's just got a really nice resolution to his story. Everyone's got something to do. Everyone's got something you know, to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't think it's a great film, but I did like it, um, and I was, I was happy. I was happy to to be able to support a movie that I was cynical about and that I, I didn't really expect much for. Because isn't that a great feeling? Isn't it a good feeling to like things? I agree. I agree. I've been feeling that a fucking lot recently, and, and it is a great feeling. And I will say this, because, like, I, I, I'm, I fundamentally do agree with you on the base level of, is this a great film? No. It's just not. It just isn't. But what it did do is it did keep me thoroughly entertained and engaged for the entire four-hour runtime, which, if you know me in movies, is a fucking miracle that 
I had no desire to do anything else but stare at the fucking screen and let Zack Snyder fucking serenade me with my favorite DC superheroes in 4x3 glory. Which, by the way... Yeah, can we talk about 4x3? This is can the we most... Talk about that this, I want to just this on record. The most base shit ever. The most fucking base shit ever that this entire movie is in 4x3. I fucking love it. I, 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 it, it, that was one of those moments where I was like, fucking Zack's, fucking Zack Snyder, you piece of shit asshole. Like, I like 4 by 3 aspect ratio. I do. But it's weird to see a 4 by 3 movie on my HDTV that is in color and not shot on film. Seemingly not shot on film. It is, seems it, to be shot on digital. It did take a, it did take a minute. It took a minute for me to get used to. It was so fucking funny because the movie boots up and I'm like, uh, I'm like, damn, they got that Warner Bros. logo in four by three. Fuck's going on, HBO? And then like the next uh, logo popped up in four by three. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, Bill? Is your T? I'm watching with my buddy Billy, fellow superhero fan, um, and he's like, nah, dude, the movie's in four by three. I'm like, bro, no, it's not. He's like, yeah, it is. I'm like, pretty sure. And I'm like, hold on, let me look this up. And it's like, yeah, for creative reasons, because it's a part of the creative vision. The movie's in four by three. I'm like, absolutely. I'm so into this. Yeah, there's a lot of there's just a lot of really dumb, like weird, arbitrary decisions that Zack Snyder had to make uh, that are are not problems. Watching four by three is not a problem, but it's such a fucking head ass decision. To be like this. Well, you know why he made movie. it. Well, you know how, why he made it, right? His his statement allegedly was he wanted to frame the characters more vertically than horizontally. Yeah, that's it. What the fuck does that mean? Like, think about that. What does that mean to you? They want to be more. He wants them to be more vertically oriented in the in the frame. And the four by three is a vertically oriented rectangle, as opposed okay. to widescreen, why? which is horizontal. Why? Okay, why? Why why would you want why would he want that though? Because like, think about it. B- he he would want it because they're superheroes and he personally believes superheroes are best displayed like up at the top cuz they're fucking big ass heroes. Especially the especially the way Zack Snyder treats all the DC characters sort of larger than life gods among us type characters. That I mean that like I get it. I totally get why he does it and I th- and it works. And I think a lot and I just think that movies inherent it does have this base quality where it's like hey hey on a like a weird fun inherent level this is like more interesting to watch than the standard fucking film in 16 by 9 or 21 by 9 i like okay sure all right sure i mean i did not like it i just i didn't think it added anything i mean i here's the thing he had his reasons i didn't get them um, maybe I'm just a dumb monkey headed monkey brain monkey chimp. I don't know. I don't, maybe I don't know anything. Um, maybe Zack Snyder is smart, is smarter than me. That's entirely possible. Who knows? That's yeah. Like that. Also, obviously the CGI whack consistently yes. pretty whack. Yes, but, it is pretty whack. $70 million budget, HBO. I mean, I've seen Lovecraft Country. The, the CGI on that is, is roughly the same level. I think it's just a case of this is what we got. This is what we can allot to you. Make it happen. There's a there's a building that falls over. It's like a one of those like Persian looking spires, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear to God, it's untextured, dude. I fucking I swear to God, it's untextured. Oh my god, I wouldn't. Uh, it belong. It belongs in Night City. <laughs> god fucking damn it. 
Oh, sorry, sorry, my fucking Justice League on PS4 based my PS PS4 fucking crashed. Can't finish the yeah, rest no, of the movie. Unfortunately, Zack Snyder's Justice League is not optimized for PlayStation Four. No. And then the other thing I, I disliked was the was the speed ramping. A lot of the speed ramping stuff was um was just like super tacky. Ironically enough, it's like that's also a thing in Metal Gear Solid Five. I got some big Hideo Kojima energy from this movie, which which you think I would like. Yeah. Um, and I kind of did, but like there there's definitely a lot of it's it's more endearing when he's Japanese. Uh, it is weird when Snyder is an American living in 2021, who probably his style should have evolved from 2006. But um, that I think that's one of the most endearing qualities of the movie is just the fact that it is so quintessentially Zack Snyder's movie. Yeah, right. That that's something that I really I really did enjoy is that as much as we okay, Man of Steel, fucking weird. It, Weird fucking movie. I agree. Because, That's because a what strange ass fucking film that where a lot of nothing yeah, because happens and then it just Zach, goes from Zach zero to Snyder clearly Zack Snyder clearly has some kind of vision about Superman as a tragic figure and he made that movie and it's fucking weird. It makes no fucking sense to me. But like obviously that's that he is he is offering his rendition of Superman to the world. The first time you see it, it is bizarre. And it's unconventional, and it's probably not what a lot of people wanted to see, probably not what a lot of people like. And then with Batman v Superman, he kind of hammers in this idea of gods among us and and all of these things. He's got his weird Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor, like all, all this crazy shit, right? Yeah. Um, But by this point, we know the game. We know what Zack Snyder's deal is. We know how he views superheroes. We know how he likes to frame them. And so seeing that movie on the back of the original Justice League cut – there's a refreshing sense of, like, you can tell that this was someone's vision. Yeah. Uh, and that that's always exciting, even if you don't necessarily agree with the vision. That's always very exciting. And so for me, at the very least, I, I actually was a lot more sympathetic and on board with this, especially when you did have six characters, um, and, and some of which were gods but did not see themselves as such and did not frame themselves as such in the case of cyborg um or in the case of uh barry you know yeah. uh, the, the flash where where they are capable of doing all these crazy things but but there is still a a human underneath the that who who is very understandable as opposed to superman and batman who who speak in in kojima writing uh where where they talk in riddles and and they they speak like maniacs and and let me just say like cyborg man Cy cyborg man that's his name right yeah it's cyborg man that's it yeah cyborg man what a great arc that that they gave him for a character who before did not even exist might might as well have been cut out of the film honestly from the fucking justice league cut yeah it's pretty fucking bad that entire movie is terrible like I, I I was saying since this, since the Snyder Cut got announced that it, it, it there's no way it could be worse like actually no way it could be worse and I've been proven right um not that I'm fucking surprised because like it's actually a one out of ten like I think the Justice League Cut fails on every fundamental level a movie needs to like succeed on or at least get get on base for it, it's just what a fucking disaster and I. I it, Watching this makes me sad that it's like, fuck, dude. We're not going to – I don't think we're going to see the end of this. We're not seeing the end of this fucking story that Zack Snyder had fucking planned out for the Justice League. 
Because, like, my, my, whole, my whole opinion on Zack Snyder's interpretation of the DC universe with the DCEU has simply been this. Is, is Zack Snyder's interpretation my, my favorite of the DC? Fuck no. Absolutely not. Is it different and cool and I want to see where it goes? Absolutely. Take take me on the rocket ship ride. I want to I want to see where we go. I want to see where where he fucking takes this crazy ass Justice League story. And especially how with how the movie ends with that whole fucking post-apocalypse scene on Earth with the uh, you know Batman and fucking Jared Little Joker. I'm like this is so fucking cracked out. I need to see like what the fuck the rest of this is. Yeah, I, I I must say this though. I don't think that I would have thought anything of this movie necessarily if not for the original cut of the film. If not for the Joss Joss Whedon cut of the movie because the Joss Whedon cut of the film is like perfect proof of just how how anemic that movie is and how anemic it could be it it makes you it makes you appreciate the little things let's you let's you not take certain things for granted you know yeah that's true i don't think it's a one out of ten but i i have to amend it to a to a three definitely got to amend that to a fucking three when you realize like wow this movie has nothing this movie's got nothing in it it's at the it's at that terrible last of us part two level where it's like how everything that you're trying to do it just is not working it's not fucking working it's so like it like seeing this and seeing just how like fucking cool Zack Snyder Justice League turned out it just makes me so salty that Warner Brothers just fucked just fucked this entire universe by being like greedy little bastards and not letting anything simmer or given time or given the proper breathing room with like the ultimate cut of bvs and shit and how like the theatrical cut of that movie is just like an incomplete film and is missing crucial context that explains key parts of the story that shit's fucked up man and it was just i guess that's the i guess that's the whole review honestly yeah Yeah. i mean i mean i I had a great time like fucking martian manhunter Martian Manhunter is cool. That's, That's awesome. The thing. There's just not a lot. There's not a lot to discuss because I I think what's more interesting about the movie than the content of the film is is just the fact that it exists and that we get to see it. Yeah. And that and that that they were able to make it. Um. And I mean, you know, my my opinion of Zack Snyder is roughly the same, but I I think that he he made a a solid little film that um that's genuinely surprising, and I think. I honestly think if a movie of that length is going to exist, having that many characters and and that many things to introduce, like fine by me, you know. It we works. get our time with all of them. I don't, That's what's important. It, it's it's a movie that is four hours long. It feels four hours long when you watch it, but again, I'm engaged and thoroughly enjoying myself the whole way through. So it's not a complaint for me that it's long. It's not oppressive. That film is not oppressive. Yeah, it's because because like I'm trying to remember. I can't remember like the last like really shit movie I've seen where it's just like, oh, my God, get the fuck on with it. Right. Because like another film I watched recently was Jackie Brown and that's two hours, 40 minutes. 
And that's another movie that's like, yeah, fucking motherfucking feels like two hours and 40 minutes. That movie feels long as fuck. But that's because it uses – it's Tarantino. It uses a lot of long dialogue-heavy scenes um, that pad out a majority of that film. So everything just feels very time-consuming. But, again, it's a thorough, thorough, engaging, fun watch, so I don't give a shit. You know what was the most oppressively long movie I've seen in a while? What? Toy Story 4. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Dude. Toy I, Story fucking 4. I've dude. I've never... I, I, I can't remember, like, walking out of a theater and just being just so confused as to, like, the <laughs> movie. Like, like the, really, like, that's the best way to describe my feelings is confusion. Because on one hand, it's like, well, clearly I didn't watch, like, a bad movie. Like, I had an all right time. But when you – when I look at the other titans surrounding it being Toy Stories 1, 2, and 3, which are, are to me, are all masterpieces. I fucking love Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. I think they tell the perfect, complete, whole narrative. In Toy Story 4, I was like, from the outset, I'm like, this is unnecessary. And you watch this movie, and it's fucking unnecessary. And it didn't need to happen. And I gained nothing from watching it. And it's like, and it just, it puts a stain on the fucking whole Toy Story franchise. Despite it not really even being particularly bad. It's the fucking Super Mario Sunshine complaint. How Mario Sunshine's like a 7 out of 10, but... You know, compared to fucking Mario 64 and Galaxy, which are both fucking tens, looks a little weak in comparison, despite being a good game in its own right. I think that's, like, I don't, I mean, Toy Story 4 for me is one of those movies that's just, like, that's so nakedly, like, you didn't actually have a story to tell. You thought you did. You thought you had a story to tell. You had a theme, and you had an idea, but you did not have a story. And I, I'm no... I'm not fucking kidding you, dude. That that has been the single issue for like every single one of the uh decade plus Pixar sequel issues. Like Incredibles 2, they're all like Brad Bird's all like, yeah, bro, had to wait until I came up with this banger of a certain no motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, and then it's like, ooh, the screen slaver. Took you ten years, huh? Really? Ten Re years for the screen slaver? It's like, no, fuck off. Fuck, fuck off. Do you guys really have a story to tell the Monsters University? You guys really fucking thought? You're like, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, this is it. No. Finding Dory. Now, here's the question, Sam. What is the next unnecessary Pixar sequel? Ratatouille 2. All right, it's Ratatouille 2. No, I have one for you. Ratatouille. I have one for you. Oh, that's uh, Splatoon. <laughs> Yeah, you a, a, a word you can hear. By the way, <laughs> when you say Splatoon as a sequel, a word you can hear. Yeah, or or like a a a a text you can hear. So so I so are you gonna say Wally? No, I'm going to say up up two. Oh God, up two. Okay, all right, and and here here's what it is. Okay, it, it, the title is up t o dot dot dot. Okay. Up to, like, like you know, up this, as well. This is the idea of like, where, 
Yeah, up as well. Where are they? No, but it's like, no, not up to you. Oh, up to dot, dot, dot. Where are they going? They're oh, up to yeah. something. They're okay. up to the stars. They're up to whatever. Okay. And and it's it's about, uh, you know, it's about Kevin. Kevin is with uh, Carl, of course. Or not Let's Carl. Go, okay. Um, no, Carl's Asian man. Asian boy. Yes. Doug? No, Doug's the dog. Doug's the um, dog. It's Ethan? Like, no, 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 no. It's like it's like it starts with like an like a R, I think. Russell. Yes. There we go. That's it. Russell. Yes. So Russell and Carl, of course, they they hang out, right? Carl is dying. Okay. <sighs> Carl's dying. All right, we're doing one um, of these. Yeah, he's older. You know, he's old. Okay. And and this time, how Russell, Russell has to learn how to let go. How, Russell, how... let's say he's he's fifteen. Okay. Fifteen. Okay. Carl, you know, Carl, he was like eight, right? Carl's. Carl's now in his like nineties. Okay, um, he doesn't want Carl to die, right? Yeah. So, so they he he he's gonna take him again in another flying house. He's gonna take him again through to another in another flying house to like take him on one last adventure. And Carl, of course, is like just fucking let me die. Uh, and and Russell Russell is in denial, and and that's the thing he has to teach Russell the thing that that he learned about letting go. Um, about acceptance um but the thing the problem with that you might think that's very sweet but the problem is that it's just the same film as the first one but the themes are identical yeah but this time it's about russell or and it's like that's how fucking pixar operates where they're just like let's just tell the same story again or or let's just tell a story that's tangentially related to the story like what the fuck monsters universe like really Monsters University? Okay, great. Why don't we watch Summer School with Mark Harmon? <laughs> the same movie. Watch fucking Animal House, the same fucking film. I know, watch literally any movie set place on a fucking college campus and you're going to get probably the same fucking message. It's yeah, fucking fucking Miku University. <laughs> Just wait, dude. Just Mi- fucking wait. Yeah, where 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 Rin learns that uh the, the, learns that she can't sing well on her own she needs len yeah to wow what an incredible film teamwork fuck yeah uh dude this is the power of family dude man nothing don't meet your heroes and don't don't meet, meet your sequels and don't meet fucking pixar dude cuz cuz let me tell you like nothing there's truly no downfall in history that has me more upset than Pixar. Maybe Digibro, but 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 it's mostly Pixar. Like after the burning of the library of Alexandria was pretty disappointing, but Pixar Nah, Pixar, no bro. Fucking Pixar, dude. Dude, like the Pix- Pixar's downfall is is like it's like it's like finding out that your dad did drugs for most of your childhood. <laughs> And you're just like, knowing, what knowing the fuck? We, yeah, knowing where we are now in the future. Yeah, or it's like having a dad who's, like, really good, and then he cheated on your mom. Like, it's like, yeah, you still have all your childhood happy memories, but, like, this isn't even your dad anymore, dude. Yeah, or it's just like... like you or, can't stand by him after this action. Yeah, it's... Yeah, you're, it's been perma- your relationship has been kind of, like, permanently tainted in a way that is hard to fucking deal with. And it's just and it Pixar, just Pixar is the Joel at the end of Last of Us one of films. <laughs> I 
and and I'm not saying like okay, here's the deal. My love of Pixar and when I really stopped caring is after Toy Story 3. That's when I think they stopped being as incredible as they were because then it's fucking Cars 2 Brave Monsters U Inside Out which I like, okay? Good Dinosaur Finding Dory Cars 3 Coco Incredibles 2 Toy Story 4 Onward Soul. It's like I hear Soul is fantastic. I might have to watch that one. I, 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 I yeah, and I'm not saying it's like, uh, hey, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the fucking soundtrack for that movie. Apparently, that's fucking cool. Um, Fascinating. I like their soundtrack in The Social Network. That's a good movie. Another Jesse Eisenberg joint. I like him as an actor. He he fucking cracks me up every time I see Are him. Are you fucking kidding me? He's just fucking Are you cracked. Fucking kidding me? He's fucking cracked, dude. I love him. He's great. He's I'm fucking cracked. You love me? Yeah. He's fucking insane. Dude, have oh. you seen fucking Social Network? He's crazy in that movie. Yeah, of course. The the thing about Jesse Eisenberg is he's got he 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 he's really good at playing Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. But it's great. Now he's Lex Luthor. Like what the fuck? <laughs> really? Yeah, I, dude, I. That's why I can't completely get behind Zach. Dude, no, I'm so, dude. Oh, I'm with you on some of the choices, but Lex Luthor is not one of them for me. I think, I, I'm like so about Lex Luthor just being a fucking another cracked psychopath. Um, that is is instead of being like cold and calculating, is just really eccentric and isolated and weird. It's a good point. I I wish that there was another villain like that. Oh wait, yeah. there is. His name is the fucking Joker. Yeah, but this is for Superman to deal with. I don't give a shit. Fucking why do I care that that he's fucking unhinged? This fucking Superman's unhinged. <laughs> Superman needs to see a fucking therapist in the Snyderverse. I, I I'm hey, I'm not disagree. I'm not disagreeing with that. I think uh, I have the. I think of all the shit in the Snyderverse, I have like the most problems with Superman probably. I think his interpretation like everyone is pretty does. fucking whack. Um, but, eh, it's alright, is what it is. What the fuck are we talking about? We were talking about the Snyder Cut, but to be perfectly honest, I don't think we have any more thoughts about this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about something now. Alright, what, what do you got? So I, uh, a friend of mine was staying over this week. Friend of the podcast, Ben Franke, who fucking made me watch the fucking Snyder Cut. Hell yeah, the, shout the out, Ben. The main reason I ended up watching it. Uh, I was gonna watch it with another friend, but he got there first, so so here we are. Tough shit. Um, yeah, tough shit to them. But they got to they watched it too. We both of us liked it, you know. So I, I will say this: I can already kind of see the the internet contrarianism machine warring to life. I can see the video essays about the Snyder Cut in my fucking head. Cinematic disaster. Fucking, I can. Dude, see Dude, no it. one will call this a cinematic disaster. Someone here's the thing: somebody will. Purely riding on the Zack Snyder hate train, but I don't. I, I think that th- that if if you have built if you have built a brand on hating Zack Snyder like like Bob Chipman has, like you like this is the ultimate. This is the fucking ultimate chance to fucking rail on Zack Snyder. Fucking four hours of all of his eccentricities spooged on screen for seventy million dollars by HBO. But here's the thing that you have to keep in mind. The Rotten Tomatoes audience score is 97%. Everybody sees this. That that is the definition of of a of a complete win. 
of, of a thorough of a thorough win and i don't think i think people will talk shit about this movie i'm not i i'm not saying that's not going to happen at all i just don't think there's going to be like a big contrarian push against how this movie is like shitty i i think that there will be i think that there will be and and the reason is because it's getting clicks yeah, it that is, is true clicks. and there's going to be more there's going to be more videos that are about how this is a win because here's the thing the snyder cut ultimately is an underdog film right yeah it ultimately is an underdog film and i think that that has a lot more empathy it worked on me i'm more empathetic to the film because it's an underdog film um but i also think that there that now that it has been celebrated when you when a movie has an audience score that high it's also fucking over for that movie it's over because now you're gonna get people coming out the same way that they did with fucking force awakens you know same way that that people suddenly turned on infinity war like not everyone but some people did like you are gonna have certain people come out swinging because now that it is a win they want to see it lose that's what happens if you if your movie is underappreciated when it releases doesn't matter how many more years go by doesn't matter its reputation then it's always gonna be underrated people are still calling the thing underrated the fucking thing even though it came out in 1982 to negative reviews, they're still fucking talking about those fucking negative reviews from 30 years ago. My bang my fucking knee on the desk. I'm so mad. It's like, it's just like again. So so people people come in swings. You know, give give something a ten. People are gonna be more inclined to give it a one. That is, like, you know, that's what happened with Breath of the Wild. You know, like, you know, you're 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 making me you're making me change my mind. I I'm I see I see your point. Like let's, let's I see your real. point. I see like, your the point. shit with yeah, God of War 2018. That got a nine. Would have been forgotten about, right? Wouldn't wouldn't have had all those fucking videos. That got it got a ten. Start writing it. Start the print. Start start the presses. God of War is not a ten out of ten. God of War, just okay. God of War, how to fail at making a masterpiece. That God of War, bring give me my Kratos back. Like that. The, it, once once you win, the fucking people are gonna come out that that say if I if I wanted you to lose, I'm gonna get more clicks. Bob Chipman absolutely going to ravage this film. I can feel it because that's his brand. He yep. built a brand. On that, like, I'm, I'm already, I'm already waiting on the half in the bag review where both Mike and Jay don't like the movie. If there is any chance that either of them are gonna like the movie, it's Mike. Jay will probably not like it. Mike might be hesitant to admit that he liked it, but still like it. Like in the case of fucking Independence Day Resurgence, I, 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 the 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 machine is gonna word a life. But right now, everyone is in the glow of an underdog film being a success, and honestly. I am for it. I am here for it. I'm here for it. But I'll tell you something. I, I mentioned to someone in another Discord, hey, just watch the Snyder Cut. Fucking five or six people instantly like, yeah, you wasted four hours. I'm sure it's not even a better film. They, they, they wasted their time making this movie. There's no way it's a better film. Who cares? Like, And I was like, I'm just not even going to try it. I'm just not even going to explain my position here. Because there are already people who, who just want it to lose because it's cape shit. There's, there are people who just wanted to lose because it's Zack Snyder. Like, and those people now have more reason than ever to make their contrarian essay. So watch your recommended box. It's coming. Just you wait. Yeah. Can't can't fucking wait, dude. Nothing nothing gets my fucking goose going like a contrarian video essay about a movie I like just being okay or shit. Fucking cinematic disaster. Yep. 
fucking Justice League, a four-hour failure. Mauler video, 10 hours, 15 minutes, 37 seconds. <sighs> fucking Mauler makes miniseries. He makes fucking documentaries. I think he, he's the one Force that has, Awakens like... The, videos 18 times longer than the fucking movie. I, doesn't he have a fucking Dark Souls 2 multi-parter? That is a response to the H-Bomber guy, Dark Souls 2 multi-parter, yes. Insanity. In fucking sanity. Seven, seven, literally, literally watch time ratio. What Seven to one fuck? on the response. Yo, okay, hold on, we need to fucking talk about this. I didn't fucking know that this is eight parts long, all of which it range is. from... 58 minutes, 57, hour 22, hour 3, hour 19, 42, hour 2, 47, and then the big uh, hour 46 in defense of Dark Souls 2 video. What the fuck? Dude, inter just wait. Dude, who stop. even, wait, I, dude, stop. I don't even know who likes what game. Between, <laughs> I don't even. Uh, what What is anyone's opinion anymore? Do dude, people like things? Dude, do they not like? No, things? no. Like, like I. So I, I, I don't know because the way because it's it, what, something something is titled in defense of Dark Souls too. But like I, I don't know because Mulder is okay. Mulder, the title of the, the YouTube video is re in defense of Dark Souls two a measured response. So what the fuck is it responding to? Is it responding, it is responding to the, the response? H bomber guy in defense of Dark Souls Two video, it, it, in which H bomber guy makes nothing but really stupid points and and confirms that he's a moron. And do, but, but does he defend Dark Souls Two? That's all I give a shit about. Yeah, it's called in defense of Dark Souls Two. But Sam. why the fuck? Wait, but why the fuck does Mauler have an hour and forty five minute call, video called in defense of Dark Souls Two? Because Mauler's a fucking crazy person, and and he fucking should change his name to Mauler. So he fucking mauls over other people's opinions so fucking much that he's got to make nine-hour fucking videos complaining about other people having takes. You know, I I was going to do that shit. I was going to do that shit, and then I turned fucking uh, turned 22. I gave that shit up. Okay. So, okay. I I, I Okay, I, I see I see where, where the shit happened. Okay. So H-Bomber guy made the fucking In Defense of Dark Souls 2 video in fucking 2017. He makes all these response videos, but then afterwards, after he starts breaks down why H Bomber is a fucking idiot, um, which you didn't have to take that much time, but sure. Um, he then is like, after everything's said and done, he's like, okay, now that all this is said and done, I'm going to put together an actual real defense for Scholar of the First Sin specifically. And try to give give like a, a in in actually try to like defend the game and give it like a real real actual defense instead of like a garbage shit. So okay, all is clear. All is clear now. I think the lesson, Sam, is that why would you watch the fucking hour long? Let me let me just let me pull something up here, Sam. Okay. Yes. Why would you Why would you watch that that hour long response when instead you could watch through? Blackbeard's Bitcoin uh, treasure all the way to May I Sip Your Water. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. So you get, like, all the golden golden age stuff. Yeah. Why would you fucking... Why would you want to watch the uh, someone someone respond to a response Fons. to the critical response of Dark Souls 2? 
it's, the least important game of all time. It, it, and like my favorite part is, is this this is years after Dark Souls Two has all come out. Like yeah. this would be one this was thing. Twenty seventeen. You know, this, three years later. I think this would be totally acceptable if this happened in twenty fourteen. But this is weird, dude. We shouldn't care that much about Dark Souls Two IMO. But I will say that fuck, I, I forgot where I was going with that. Miles, I played a good ass game this week. Okay. I played Streets. What, what is the game? <laughs> of Rage Four, dude. Yeah, everyone fucking loves that game. Dude, this game is so fucking good. Are you like a beat 'em up guy at all? I act I have to be real with you. I am not. I'm not either. And that's why. I was so stunned by how much I've thought, dude, I have played through it three fucking times in the last like five days that it's just some of the finest action fucking gameplay. Everything feels so tight. There's no fucking block or guard button. So like the only defense ability you have is invent moves that have like just a ton of iframes. So the game's super fucking aggressive. Um and I've played through the game I've, so in my three playthroughs I've played with three different characters. I played Blaze, Axel, and Floyd. And all three are just feel radically different. Um which I fucking love in my games, dude. That's that's something with like big tree and cards that bounce. I like games with a lot of different playable characters that all the core fundamental mechanics are basically the same, but there's like some differences that like spice it up. So I I have to stop you there, Sam. I gotta stop you there, because I don't think that that is a big tree situation. It's like a big tree situation is something that's like oddly small, like, and that's that's something I think everyone likes, right? Like what you just said, like that's a game changing thing. Yeah. Like multiple characters that play differently, like that's everyone likes that. That I assume, right? I, I, I mean, may, maybe it's just it's just something that is particularly. I am like I get particularly excited about games that have multiple playable characters. That where it's like, oh, I can run through Sonic Mania with five different characters is like awesome to me. And it's like, yeah, I'm gonna get basically the same experience, but it's different. Because Mighty, you know? Because of Ray the Flying Squirrel. He can fucking uh, glide. Different than uh, Knuckles, yeah, you get though. to play as Blue Beetle. To play as Blue Beetle. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. So, Blue, by the way, rhymes with glue. Oh, where the fuck we going? And glue is a prominent uh, mechanic in the game Prey, which is the sequel to Prey, which I have been praying for the last two days. Uh, how have you been enjoying your Prey through? So, I think Prey is good, but Prey is better than Prey. I... For a couple of different reasons. I'm inclined okay. to agree. Prey, Prey has a lot of things that Prey just does not, uh, and they're... Prey and Prey are fundamentally different experiences, but, I mean, between Prey or Prey, I just think that Prey has better mechanics, better game design than Prey, which is a little more experimental, a little stranger, so. Uh, if I had to choose between Prey or Prey, I would pick Prey, personally, but that's just me. I know some people might pick Prey. 
Yeah, per- personally for me, I only have experience with Prey, so I can really only speak about that. But to me, I had fun, man. I had fun. I mean, personally, I prefer like Deus Ex, but, but Prey's pretty all right. Prey's pretty all right. Yeah, 2018, 2017 Prey is fine. <laughs> that's, that's my review of 20, 2017 Prey. It's fine. It's it's interesting because I bought a PC to play games just like this because I don't want to play Prey on a fucking console because um, that'd be pathetic. <laughs> that'd be embarrassing. Um, but uh, but I bought a PC mostly to play M Sims. Uh, you know, I, I guess now we have to call them shock like. Hold oh no because, no I'm not saying because that. there is a specific at this point at this point there literally is a genre that is. It plays just like System Shock. I'm not where, saying where that. Deus Ex, Deus Ex is an immersive sim. Deus Ex is an immersive sim. System Shock is an immersive sim. Thief is an immersive sim. Uh, Breath of the Wild is an immersive sim. Some would argue the Phantom Pain is an immersive sim. I don't agree necessarily, but that's just me. You know, lots and lots of people would argue that those games are immersive sims, but they all have different identities and different ideologies about what that looks like. Prey is just fucking System Shock 2 in the way that Bioshock is just System Shock 2. And at this point, we just gotta fucking call it, dude. It's like when a fucking game like Lords of the Fallen or The Surge comes out and it's like, oh, how long did it take you to fucking come up with this this fucking concept? How long did it fucking take you to come up with Mortal Engines or whatever? Mortal, Mortal Shell. Shell, yeah. Mortal Shell. It's like, fuck, dude. If I wanted to fucking play System Shock, I'd play System Shock. But, but, Prey is out here being Prey. Uh, and, and it plays, and it's just System Shock 2, and that's fine, because the Shock games are cool, except for Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. So just Bioshock 2, really. Yeah, fuck uh, those. the Shock games are cool. Uh, and Prey is also pretty cool. But there's a couple problems that I have, and some of them are also on me, being a dumbass, headass, monkey brain. Um, first of all, I turned off the reticle. Why? Which, I turned off the reticle because I like having my reticle off in horror games. Resident Evil 7, I had the reticle off, right? Um, and I, and Prey is a horror game, technically speaking. Even though it's not scary, in my opinion. I know some people are scared of it, but that's because they're, they have weak constitutions. And, and they pee their pants too easily. I don't get scared by, by, for whatever reason, games like this. I don't know why. Uh, I'm not sure why. I mean, I, I get kind of scared by Thief. Like, some of the sound design in Thief really unnerves me. But for some reason, Prey doesn't really scare me that much. Probably just because I have such a survivalist mentality. When I'm when I'm in one of these games with survival elements, okay, I am surviving. All right, put me on a fucking island. I would die. I would die because I'm super picky about what I eat. I, I, I would be like, wait, I got to eat these berries to survive? Pass. Fuck that shit. Nah, I'm taking the fucking Oh, wait, hell. wait till I get rescued, and then I would starve to death. But if I was on an island with monsters, yeah, I would survive. If, you, if, if, we, if, we, if we slapped you in the middle of Spencer's Mansion, it'd be fine. I would, yeah, I would survive Spencer's Mansion because I am cool as a cucumber. I stay level-headed, all right? I'm attentive. I notice when shit's different. When a fucking mimic comes on screen, I'm like, bitch, you think you can fucking fool me? I see you. I see you breathing. I see you. I see you breathing. You, I see you, you disgusting black creature. <laughs> the fuck out of my sight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh. 
Yeah, thank God. Pray, Alex. You didn't go to uh, <laughs> didn't go to um, whatever the name of the city is <laughs> that they attacked. Chaos City. I don't know. The fuck? What? <laughs> Shout out the Hedgehog. The city. Where no, Shadow Westopolis. Westopolis. Chaos okay, City. Dude, dude. Who the fuck? <laughs> who the fuck? In the right mind would be like, yeah, dude. I want to live in Chaos City. That's I think that's the name of the Splatoon three like town. It is I think it's literally called like Chaos City or something like I, that. I'm hold on. There's gotta be a Chaos City in media. Okay, it looks like it's just images of riots. <laughs> Chaos City, Minneapolis. Yeah, basically. Chaos City, Los Angeles. I just see pictures of Detroit. Chaos City become human. <laughs> Bro, I fucking wish, dude. I fucking wish. Anyways, pray 2017. Pray pray is is uh is nice. Miles, I have a um, question. But I turned the reticle off because I'm a fucking idiot. And also, um uh I turned enemy hit damage confirm off because I'm also a fucking idiot. And I significantly think that has made the game worse for me, so I'm actually going to restart it and try it again. Um, which which is sad. It is a shame that the game straight up just does not have certain indicators or markers for when things happen. Like, you literally have no idea if an enemy is caught is suspicious of you unless you have their suspicion indicator on. There's they don't have different lines, they don't have barks, they don't have different animations, like so that that's kind of frustrating. They, the, I think they might have different animations if they're if they've spotted you, but um, but it, that's only if they're like super suspicious of you, as opposed to if they caught wind of you. Um, so it seems like a game where you really have to have all your your markers on. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that seems to be probably the case. I really um want to check this shit out because all the fucking Bethesda shit just got added to Game Pass on PC. So like, I should. Well, yeah, now you can play – now you can pray, pray. Yeah, and you know what? I think Evil Within is also now on uh, Game Pass 2. I have to double-check, though. Are you are you going to play Evil Within, Sam? I might. I'm, inter I'm interested in both of them. I, I am very interested in seeing your opinion on Evil Within. I'm actually very interested. Dude, I'll probably walk away with it and think it's probably pretty okay. It's probably what's going to happen. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, but I think that that game is really interesting, like, mechanically speaking. And I'm the only person who's going to tell you this, because I don't think that's a good game, necessarily. But I think it's got a really, really interesting idea for a, a resource-based system, where it's all about mixing and matching your tools to get the most effect out of everything. So, like, one shock bolt stuns a bunch of enemies. Drop a match, if, you know, so if you shock three enemies with a stun bolt and drop a match... The fucking electricity could somehow conduct the fire, and and it'll kill all three enemies at once. Or if you shoot three enemies with one shotgun shell and down them all, fucking light a match, kill three enemies in a single hit. You know, it's like, shoot shoot enemies with a fucking freeze bolt, cost five trap parts to make a freeze bolt, but you kill two enemies. Like, the whole point of the game is either getting enemies into a down state so that you can light them on fire, or using as few bullets as possible to do as much damage as possible in as short a time as possible. It is very, very interesting. I just think that, unfortunately, the format of the game is really fucked up. 
like if 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 it was like Resident Evil set in a mansion, set in like a big open world with that resource management, it would be great. And then they did that in the Evil Within 2. But then they didn't pour it over the system. That made it interesting. So it's like it's like just combine the two games, you have a great game. But separate, they're both like not that great, but they're not garbage either. Maybe not bad game. Maybe either. Evil Within 3 will Evil turn it around. Not happening. But I will say this, maybe Tokyo Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo is the name of the game. Sorry, I don't Yeah, sorry. I I don't remember whenever they do that. I always call it Zero Dawn Horizon. Like I I don't remember when you have like nonsense words like that. What was that? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Anytime there's a fucking like col like two two words separated yeah, like by a, colon. A, non a colon nonsense word. Yeah. Like when when something is called like. I mean, it, unless it's like a franchise title, but if yeah, it's like like, two like, uh, like singular. Uh, except words. except if it's fucking Lightning Returns Final Fantasy thirteen. That shit's fucked up. That's the only time they've ever done it. Lightning Returns FF thirteen, which by the way, light th this this actually brings me on to a very interesting point. So you know, you obviously my famous on again off again respect yet not respect for Majora's Mask is very famous, but that is a very Miles core thing is to like games that are about time based systems. I revisited Radiata stories recently, and let me tell you something, Sam. That game is not as fucking good as I remember, uh -oh. but it is still pretty good. It is still pretty fucking good. I just would not recommend it to people who who aren't interested in it as a curio or as, like, a cool little, like, game to see. Okay, what's this really interesting idea, and, and how did they do it? Oh, okay, so if right? you're not Sam Kingley, you probably shouldn't play this game is what you're probably saying. Yeah, yeah, or if you're not interested. If, 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 if the idea of just a game that has all these NPCs with their own schedules that you can recruit just, like, doesn't interest you, if that's literally not the only thing you care about, and you're like, how's the combat? How's the How's the story? Uh, I think the story is still pretty good, but the presentation of it and, like, how fast it moves is not as Kino as I remember. Yeah. Um, there, there's just a, a lot of things that I'm, I'm now remembering are like, ah, oh, that was Is the combat, like, like the, just kind of whatever? The combat is just kind of whatever. I will say this. The game is clearly based on commanding a party. And the first ten hours of the game, you don't get to order commands. You're just fighting. Um... But, like, for example, you get up to a four-attack combo, and you can customize the combo screen. But there's not a whole lot of depth to it. The, the, the way in which you order your combo doesn't really do that much, since most enemies don't stun or not stun, depending on the attack. Like, you, you basically just combo loop them, um, and whenever they do eventually get to attacking... You can block or dodge by pressing X twice. So it's like, okay, cool. We got some stuff. You have, like, a power attack that knocks enemies to the floor. But when they're in a down state, you can't do anything to them. So it doesn't really matter. Um, status ailments, which are fine. Uh, it's a game. You could play it. But uh, when you get a party and you can command them, the game gets more interesting because it is about giving orders and making sure that your party is doing the right things. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, it, it, it has Final Fantasy twelve energy, but a little more hands-on um, in terms of the moment-to-moment, the -moment, and yet less hands-on in terms of the AI. Yeah. So, very interesting. Um, but 
the the world of the game the other problem is that it's basically a fucking 2d game like it is technically 3d but really it's a 2d game like every fucking people make fun of final fantasy 13 for being hallways no roddy yada stories is just hallways the game is literally at a fucking side scroller camera angle Every I looked at the fucking town map. It's literally nothing but a, a fucking circle that's a straight line. It's not. It's not like okay. Here's here's a pocket of activity. Already. Right? It's like no. Literally, someone just fucking drew a circle. They're like, here's the map. Go. Fuck yeah, dude. Have fun, dude. Yeah, dude. So it's, dude. It's fuck rough. yeah. I I am so I so I am I am a, a staunch defender of Final Fantasy 13. Although that is weakened over the years because I have not played it since I was fucking 14. Uh, so, um, that deserves a fucking so replay. You can't, you can't necessarily defend it, but you have positive feelings. I have positive feelings. I want to go back to it. I, I especially want to play Final Fantasy, or Lightning Returns, because uh, that was the one I never got yeah, around I to. Was, I was building up to that. Yeah. I was building up to because that. Because that's a Miles Core-ass game, right? New, yeah. The new hope is Lightning Returns. Radiata Stories, very, still pretty good. I still recommend it, but it's not like the awesome, like, immersive experience that i remember it being you know as, as a kid you kind of remembered it being a little more grand scale and um the npcs are still great uh it i mean it, it is the part of majora's mask that i really like just focused on but then they forgot to add the cool 3d world for majora's mask so whoops oopsie like at, at this point i just have to make a list of games that are about like people schedules and i just have to like rank them all like just go through them again it's like Majora's Mask, Lightning Returns, Radiata Stories. I mean, there's got to be other ones. We're like, Stardew where it's Valley. really about the schedule. Star no, the Stardew Valley is a little more like casual. Like I was thinking that in Harvest Moon, but but those those aren't. Um, oh, oh, I got oh, I, I, no, I got I, I got one for you. It's a bit of, it's a bit of a different kind of schedule, but still, I think same philosophy. Dead Rising. Okay, yeah, Dead Rising. Yeah, we'll get Dead Rising on that, where everything is based on a 24-hour clock. Yeah. And yeah, you okay. have to work. Yeah, so I'll get Dead on Rising on the list, and I'll just like rate these games based on how good their schedule system is. Like, and that that'll just be my 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 new thing. I'll be the schedule guy. You're a you're a fucking autist, dude. I know, I know. Holy shit! I will say this though. I will say this. Radiata Stories is very fucking funny. Still, I am still laughing out still loud good? at certain things in this fucking game. Oh, the writing is still really funny. One one of my favorite jokes is you get ambushed by a group of goblins, right? Hell yeah! And the goblins that you think they want to steal the the gore or the, the the ore and gold that a dwarf is carrying, but really they just want to eat his pet goat that's carrying the the cart into town. So they play a word association game to see if they get to eat the goat, um, <laughs> and 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 so they pick their categories. Where the 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 last letter of the previous word has to be the first letter of the next word. So the first one is birds, bluebird, eagle, and then one of the goblins goes, eh, eh, egg, <laughs> and so they lose the game immediately. And so they make him do best two out of three. So the next one is vegetables. So they go, carrot. Or you know whatever it is, um, uh, garlic. Uh, yeah, garlic, cabbage. They look over to the goblin, eh, eh, egg, 
and then they lo- he loses immediately again, and all the goblins start fucking beating him up, and then this one, like, dumbass mage with a Texas accent goes, why didn't he just say eggplant? And it's just, like, it's just this stupid, dorky humor that I love so much. And, and, and very slapstick, too. Like, there's... Uh, people people fucking hit each other in this game. People are fucking punching each other in the face, smacking each other on the back of the head, beating each other up. It's fucking comedy gold, dude. It's fucking comedy gold. It's like those fighty Patsu Junjan level based comedy. I've been looking up uh, gameplay of the combat of this game yeah. while we've been chatting. It looks... And it, it looks like you expect. It looks it? like a fucking clusterfuck. It looks really hysterical. Um, there's just ever. It's literally, I, Mister Radiata. I don't fucking know. Um, Jack Russell, <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Who gives a shit? Um, it, it, it's it's Kurt Cobain and his fucking Mary pals. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder and his fucking Mary pals. Um, just just like running around like a bunch of fucking football players like sprinting around <laughs> yeah it's like a blitz i like i don't fucking know <sighs> ps2 man fucking P- ps2's wild i mean so so every every character in the game is recruitable as i've been over so you kind of know their abilities and their attacks you kind of like learn them and then you can command them to do stuff but for the most part like they just kind of do whatever the fuck they want for a lot of the battle no masterpiece, but it, but it, but it is it is still pretty good. Definitely, definitely an interesting little game. Still very funny. I actually like the music. I mean, it's basically Seinfeld. Like it is, it is explicitly a comedy. Yeah, but is it is it the RPG about nothing? I kind of honestly. Hold hold on. I'm sure there is the Seinfeld of RPGs where there is an RPG that is about nothing and nothing happens in the story. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess, uh, uh, oh shit, what is the name of that game? Space Funeral. I would say Space Funeral. Okay, I haven't fucking played that shit. <laughs> yeah, Space Funeral or, or Hylix, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, Hylix. Um, the Claymation game. Yeah, the, those are both the Seinfeld where nothing happens. But if we want to talk about the comedy stylings of, of JRPGs, this is the Seinfeld of, of RPGs. That's fucking cool, dude. I might play this. I think it's on. It's on the long list. Definitely, definitely not something I want to get to the immediate. But it's on the PS2 like long list because there's so much different shit on the PS2 that I oh, want to yeah. go back and, and fucking give a go. Um, like there's this fucking uh, like Doraemon or Do- that, that's Do- Doraemon. Doraemon. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's that's it, right? There's this fucking Doraemon PS2 game. It's called. Blood will tell. That's what it is. Fucking blood will tell. It's like just a fucking. Are you sure it's Doraemon? I, I, well, okay, hold, hold on. Let me let me fucking use Google. Doraemon's the fucking blue cat. Oh, okay. It's no. It's it's do it's, fuck, Dororo. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, okay. Dororo. Not not. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Something's not. I'm like, something's not right. But yeah. So so, it's fucking. Based off of uh, it's just it's just a fucking hack and slash game based off of fucking Dororo, but it uses dude. That was the, was that the default was that the default game in the two thousands or was no it was a platform three D platformer was the was default game yeah basically um yeah and now now it's obviously over the shoulder kind of 
third person shootery thing. I no, I, I disagree. Going to change, dude. In this next I, generation, I disagree. I think for the seventh generation, the the third the over the shoulder third person shooter was oh the, yeah, the new default was open, open world, world over the shoulder game i said yeah, yeah third person but that's the question game. is that going to change are we going to see a brand new default game we will we will we just don't know what it I is i mean yet. we have to it's just we don't we'll never know what it is yeah and fuck it might be battle royale maybe i mean but that's the problem is is until someone figures out how to tell a story in a battle royale we might we might not see that yeah but like because here's the thing about default game, right? Here's the thing about a default game. Usually a default game is made to cash in on a trend, but also default game – the other the other thing about a default game is it is a vehicle for a story in particular. Like Uncharted, Last of Us, default games, okay? Like um, Spec Ops The Line, more specifically about the military, still a default game. Right, like in that era of like the Order eighteen eighty six, very late to the party default game. Yeah. And then and then then it was open world games, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Red Dead Redemption two, um, where where they were God of War, where they were all about their cinematic ambitions, Horizon Zero Dawn, I mean even Last of Us Part two, arguably, where where they were like, all right, well we got to have an open world, but we still want to focus on our story. They still have cinematic ambitions. Um, like a 3D platformer was was default game in that era because that was their their kind of way of like quickly cashing in on on something that would be lucrative. And at the time, it was making a new IP, attempting to make a new IP that could challenge Mario or Sonic, um, and and something that that would be a flagship title for their franchise. It worked for Crash, it worked for Jack and Daxter, but uh, the next one Ratchet. was to have a story that people would. Ratchet, yeah, but the, but then the next default game was was to have like a, a franchise that you could keep coming back to of like stories that you could keep telling. So that was Gears of War, which wasn't intentional; yeah. it just happened to be the format. Uh, Uncharted, Last of Us, um, uh, what else? What else was like default game? Dead Space. Even though Dead Space was not default, it was still relatively original, but. Um, that the idea of like we want to have like a, a reliable franchise moving forward. Yeah, a, a a I mean like Assassin's Creed. Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass Effect. Assassin's Creed yeah. fits the mold, just not the gameplay. Um, yeah, but Assassin's Creed would end up becoming becoming the, new the default yeah. game. Which I guess yeah, and, which and I guess is pretty like funny. Watch Dogs. Yeah, Watch Dogs. Dude, everything every um, like AAA offering Ubisoft offers is a fucking open world game now. Basically, at this point, yeah, because and and that's and they all have cinematic ambitions that don't work in the fucking format of the game. Yeah, because they can't tell stories at Ubisoft, dude. Bro, I like going back to fucking Chaos Theory in two thousand five. I just I I sent a friend of mine a, a cutscene from Resident Evil Four, which was like beautifully animated and had great like choreography, great staging, good voice acting, and then I sent like them a fucking pre-rendered cutscene from splinter cell where everyone's moving like like they're, they're talking like yeah so so they, they move like barbie dolls yeah, and, in like and, the barbie and like, movies yeah and like everyone has like a little too much motion blur on them too 
and yeah which which is to hide the fact that they're fugly yeah <laughs> that, that their models are always a fugly and and also because it's a fucking pre-rendered video your computer compresses it to shit and it looks awful yeah it's the it's the crustiest dustiest <laughs> dutiest thing ever <laughs> just just to let everyone know we're recording this at like one in the morning it's two o'clock it's fucking two o'clock it's two o'clock for you yeah so so we're a little slap happy yeah uh, because I also had to do uh, my other show, the Coffee Breath Show, just a couple hours. How, how, and I had a friend over, as I as I mentioned. How how was the show this week? It was good. I had to call in because obviously I had a friend, so I couldn't leave my house. Yeah. Um, because of coronavirus. Uh. So. So that's a shame. You know, it, speaking speak, uh, speaking of riggedy rad Rona, today uh, during my uh, during my shift at work today, I had about an hour to kill, and I finished all my my podcast for the week, and I'm like, fuck. Well, what better time than to go back and listen to the very first episode of Hatsune Miku's Crackhouse? So I listened to about the first 10 minutes of the very first episode of the show. And that show is, again, very interesting because it is, it is, a, uh, it is a peek behind the curtain of us before COVID. And, <laughs> and because, uh, because for, the fo- for the folks who are n- relatively new, when we started the show... Episode one was uploaded on April 9th, pretty, pretty fucking deep or like well into well into like lockdown and stuff. No, at least uh, in the States, it, it wasn't it wasn't yet. That was the thing. We both we both of our jobs had closed down. If I no, you're you were furloughed. Yeah, I was, fur- I, was furloughed. I was furloughed the day uh, we uploaded. And I think you were furloughed like yes. two days before after. Right. Yes, and so and so we were we still technically had our jobs, but our jobs were no longer operational, if I recall. Yes, basically. The worst part about this is that if I'm wrong, like the episode exists, and you can just fact check and fuck correct me. Yeah, uh, on Twitter, but but it was it's but so I think that's the situation. Yeah, but it was just like it was like so like funny, like listening to it and be like, oh yeah, like this was before this shit happened. Because it made me realize, I bring all this up to just say, like, it made me realize how, holy fuck, what a difference a year can make in terms of literally everything about a human being's life. I, like, listen to this episode, I'm like, dude, I am a fucking radically different person today as opposed to the person I was on microphone recording episode one of Hatsune Miku's Crackhouse. It's pretty cr- – it's just – I I just found it to be particularly pretty pretty fucking crazy. The So what was your observation? How did, how did you think that you came off in that episode? I, I come off as – I come off as very, like, very shy in, in a sense. Um – Interesting. I or yeah, I mean maybe shy is not not the not the right word. I'm definitely anxious. I'm I, definitely I do remember anxious. you being a little more quiet. Yeah. Yeah, I was more quiet. I was more anxious. Um I was when we were really work like when when again, episode 1, when we're fucking forming the building blocks of what this show will be. Shit changed a lot along the way. And obviously, like, and still, if you go to our Twitter or whatever, or it, it says, you know, Homa Anime Video Games and Degeneracy. And I th- and I like to think that's still the case to some extent. Obviously, we, we fucking talked about the Snyder Cut today. So, you know, it's not as – it's not a fucking that's hard – That's degenerate. Yeah, degenerate, sure. Oh, fair enough. 
but I was just like, because uh, it, it, I was just talking. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not a super big degenerate. I'm only a recent member of degenerate culture and i'm like oh dude i am so fucking step steeped deep in this shit dude oh my god let's let's review something okay let's review something because i have sent you a couple different dms over the last few days um and i want to see how many of them exactly were pornography so on march 3rd march 4th 2021 i sent you a picture of chica putting on socks Oh, but it's an upskirt shot of Chica putting on socks. You said this was a, oh, fuck yeah. This is so good. This is so good. This is a good one. Chica's such a fucking babe, dude. Fuck, I love Chica. Yeah, Chica's um, like fucking god tier. Uh, and then, and then a, a couple days later on the 15th from the same like generico like repost account. I sent another video of a similar upskirt angle. The, I forgot to mention, yeah, it's an upskirt angle of Chica. I might have mentioned it. Dude, my brain is broken. Um, this, I don't know. Who, no, her putting on socks. This is, th- no. You, but then. Who's this chick in the fifth, on the, the one you sent on the 15th? I don't know. But then, that's the thing. I only sent it because the angle was top tier and it was titled top tier angle. Then I sent a similar picture. Similar credential, where you could barely see the face of, of this character, but it's an upskirt shot of her putting on socks. And I just, and it, and it was just one of these moments where in in that moment, my, 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 clearly my understanding of Sam's, like, f- Sam Kinkma's fetishes were crystallized. Where I sent him the exact same fucking image, more or less, fucking ten days apart. Was this a fucking social experiment, dude? Did I just fall victim no. to a social experiment? No, I just, I just know you. I just know you. And here's the thing. A fucking year ago, I wouldn't have sent you any of this shit. Because I was convinced that you were just not into pervert stuff like I was. I mean, you, you've always known that I'm the bigger pervert of the two of us. Very true. Um, And I thought that you just, like, weren't about that life. But, like, nah, bro. You're you're in the waifu life, dude. You weren't about the waifu life before. Now you are. Now you are about the waifu Not life. really. I mean. And that's the thing. I mean, I liked Moogie and shit, like, in in college. And that was that was still around. But. But that was more of a meme. Yeah. Like, you weren't fucking calming art of her. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So, yeah. Now, I'm so fucking just steeped in it. But I, I, I just have. I don't give a shit anymore. Like, that, I, to me, was, like, the fundamental big difference was, like, I no longer give a solitary fuck about literally anything. And I just was very, I seemed very uptight in that first episode, in a way. Um, not uptight in, like, I, a I strict definitely... way, but, like, uptight is in, like, I am wo- literally, like, wound up. Um in that first episode, because I do remember this, I was a lot more like, I want to be introspective. I want to talk about, you know, things that interest me and, and certain topics. Uh, and, and now I'm on here just kind of like being an asshole and like pitching shows constantly. Um, but I, I specifically remember that was like me kind of trying to really like discuss in, in a very serious, like insightful way, the RP community and its weird problems, the ERP community very specifically. Um, and now I just get on here and I'm like, Bro, fucking RPers, man. These fucking clowns. I have no respect for them. Um, Bro, but, the Zooier Than Now podcast, dude. Let me tell you, that's the Zooier than, the, the Zoo than Now podcast is fucking funny to me, dude. It's so fucking funny to me. But I, I'll say this much, okay? Um, I realized something recently, which is that I used to be really sad. 
about about you know the waifu life and and all that you know i thought it was like i thought it was kind of pathetic and and uh, the, all the miku stuff like people used to make fun of me for it and I, uh, you know that genuinely it hurt it hurt my feelings i didn't really i didn't like it because it made me happy and and being rejected or being mocked for things that made me happy kind of sucked that's why i made that miku video and I, and i ironically enough like everyone's opinion of miku around me suddenly changed everyone was now super about it and um which is why that's to, to this day the only like video that i'm like that's a that's a work that's a great work to stand by um catherine video is fine Mega Man legends video is like okay god him video is not that good but uh, the miku but video like, positively had a positive impact on your life on on the world on the world <laughs> no on my life but on on the people in my life too um and so and like one of the things i just realized like looking around at people like i looked around and i was like damn i own two fucking body pillows I lost my virginity at 23 to an alcoholic wreck who drank a bottle of Jack Daniels while riding my dick. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I fucking, I fucking play games all day. Talk about the same five games all the fucking time. People make fun of me for it. And then I sat down and I just looked at myself and I was like, but I'm fucking happy. Yeah, right. I'm happy. Like, I'm happy being a fucking degenerate. I'm, I'm, I'm. And I, and I I'm a good guy to the people in my life. I try to be like it's just one of these things where I realized like when I started this show, I was I think still a little ashamed of of being who I was. Now look at me. I'm I'm on here and and I'm I'm spreading my my energy and my joy because I'm just happy to be me and I'm happy to be liberated as me. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it, it is fucking awesome to have a waifu and to like porn and to be a degenerate and to be way too into games. And and to and to literally say the words out loud, Chica is a fucking babe. It's awesome. It is. It, I no. I I could. I honestly have, couldn't have said it better better myself. And I I do want to want to say because you you you, you mentioned some in your list of of you know being you and being happy and how you play games all day and how games have like officially like re-entered like my life in like an actual real meaningful way because for the last okay. couple months i'm not even kidding for like probably the last like two three months i have gained very minimal joy from just sitting down and playing a video game and it would be like i you would be hard pressed to get me to play something that i was not recording for like turnstile or something anything i wasn't really doing for turnstile mostly because i was so focused on that endeavor and like other aspects of my life and other things i was interested in that like days would go by and i'm just be like fuck man i haven't played a fucking game in forever but now oh i'm like so fucking back and it feels so good dude and i, I wanted to bring this up because i know a few weeks ago we spoke about how like you were having a bit of a, a of a game hard game drought and that just nothing was fucking clicking with you and you had no desire to play anything. And it's so good once your fucking gaming sabbatical is like kind of done mentally and you're ready to get back into it. And just sitting down and playing a fucking game and tune it out and turning off your other monitor and just just getting into the zone and having a good time. That really nothing beats it. Like I I was reminded yet again of the power of video games and, and how good they can fucking be. Um, 
D- dude, like, I, I mean, I mentioned starting up a, a Death Stranding playthrough and, like, you know, played Radiata Stories for a couple days, checked it out, thought it was pretty cool, um, you know, playing Prey. I can already tell. I can fucking feel it in my bones. I'm not going to finish Prey. Yeah. I just know. Just put it down. I mean, if you're, um, if you're, if you're, not, inter- if you're not, like, feeling it anymore, you can just put it down. It's, it's no big deal. No, I, I, I am feeling it. I just know that I'm not going to feel it to the end. Uh, yeah. Like, there, there's just certain games where you can kind of tell that. But, like, man, when I'm fucking playing Death Stranding, like, I, man, it's like a, it's another life. It's a fucking another life for me, dude. I, I just got back to the mountain. The mountain section is, like, one of my favorite things in any video game. The fucking fact that Hideo Kojima in the year 2019, the year of our fucking lord 2019, had the fucking stones to be like, you have to deliver a package up a mountain. I am not giving you snowshoes. You just you're have to do it. The snow for, yeah, you're going to trudge through the snow for 10 fucking minutes before I even fucking think about giving you fucking snowshoes. And once you get those snowshoes, you're going to fucking appreciate everything that I've done for you. You're going to appreciate because, how much I've made your life easier. Because, because the snowshoes would be fundamentally meaningless if you got them the second they were fucking useful. The fact that you had to d- go through fucking hell and then you get them and you're like, oh, fuck. You, you treasured them. You fucking treasure that shit. I love when games do yeah. that. Yeah, and, and it's it's even better, too, because it's like, the, there's fucking snow time fall, which degrades your shit faster. Um, the, the, the terrain is treacherous, so, and you just got the zip line, like, a while ago. So, like, on my fucking climb up these mountains, I'm taking less deliveries so that I can carry more cargo of PCCs and, and, uh, and, and, cargo repair spray and all these things so i can set up zip lines i'm fucking carrying materials so i can upgrade update my zip lines on the fly instead of having to fucking go back down and go up the mountain i'm planning 10 steps ahead man i'm dude dude that's the first time i did that man i was i was fucking playing i was playing connect four dude i was playing connect four now i'm out here playing chess doing the queen's gambit I'm planning ahead yeah that planning so fucking far ahead my my zipline network is gonna be fucking done before i even make it to chapter seven and i, and I even decided as much as i like doing delivery runs i'm not gonna do any delivery runs in chapter six instead i'm gonna get to chapter seven when they give me the heating pads and i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna make my delivery runs so that way i can have my stamina managed because i'm on very hard mode and i can't hack miles did you get the like, uh, I'm, I'm planning ahead did you get the platinum on ps4 I did Oh, okay. I wasn't no. sure if it was a uh, it, one of those kinds of games where it's oh, if you just one hundred percent, you get it. That's uh, that's why I asked. No, there there was a couple things. There was a couple things I wasn't able to do. I had to, you have to find all the the data chips, which I never did. Um, and you can find them. They're all in logical places for the most part, but I just never found them all. Um, and then you had to uh get to level sixty on all of your like delivery grades. Um, and ironically enough, I could never do it for, for speed, but it turns out that if you do deliveries involving carrying thousands of, of kilograms of cargo in a truck, you can usually get really high payouts for your speed um, missions, which is not that fun. I, I would have preferred it if it was like really tight timelines, get you really get you more likes, but um, they tell you the estimated number of likes before you do, do a delivery, so you can see if it's worth doing if you want uh, an upgrade or um, if you want to level up your okay. delivery grade. Um, so I just never really paid as much attention to what jobs I took as I should have. 
but either way, like, and, and it's cool because, um, I'm, again, I'm, I'm sitting here planning ahead, like, I'm, I'm scoping out areas to see if people have already built something that I'm gonna need later, and if they haven't, I build it myself, like, yeah. it's just really cool, it's just real. it's just, like, it's just a cool fucking video game, and, and I'm not as engaged as the first or second time that I played it, I don't think, like, but, I mean, you know, I, like this is like hour two three hundred of this play, uh, you know, of my time with Death Stranding. Probably hour two fifty of my time with Death Stranding, and it's like, of course, it's not going to be as engaging. But like, still, I'm speaking with so much enthusiasm about this game, and I don't talk like this all the time. I literally just I memed on Prey five fucking seconds ago. I literally I, I made a joke about how stupid the name is, uh, over and over again. It's like. There's just some there. That's that's why you gotta keep playing stuff, and that's why you gotta keep living the waifu and degenerate life. Gotta keep watching the seasonal anime, like because as much as it fucking sucks sometimes, something's gonna fucking come along. Yeah, something. There's gonna be a Streets of Rage four. Oh god, where you're just like, fuck yes, P please, you know what, gang, you know what? fucking week, please, dude. I'll play this game with you if you want. We'll play the whole thing. It's like a, no, it's, I'll play it. I'll play it myself to start. Um, just because I like to do my first playthrough alone respect um but I'll, i'd love to do co-op oh it's, afterwards. yeah i uh unless i somehow don't really like the game that much but i i don't know the, i i'm i'm very open-minded i would be I've, I've heard good things i'd be it. pretty 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 surprised if you didn't like the game there's yeah i've been playing a lot um, of good lo yeah. lots of good indie stuff um so i've got back uh, got back into hades started doing some runs of those in my downtime you should play that if you haven't by the way um, just standing at makes. I got Sam. I gotta be real with you. I don't give a shit. But it's great. I I'm gonna eat my I'm gonna eat my fucking words. I just the problem is that I don't really like the isometric like gameplay that all of these games have. I actually didn't like Transistor or Bastion. Okay, so like it's just okay. Hear really me out. It's it's like we're we're talking like actually like leagues above. We're dealing in a completely we're dealing multiple tiers above even Transistor. Cause I think ba I think Bastion is like a fine game. I think it's like a it's like a okay five out of ten. Like you're gonna have a good time with it over the weekend. Um, Transistor I genuinely like and I think it's pretty good. But this is like actually fucking incredible, and everything it does is fucking top fucking tier shit. Um, and do not let your thoughts of Bastion and Transistor cloud your your judgment going into Hades because this shit is fucking fire now it is worth noting I own the game and here is my argument Sam here's my argument against this okay okay why would I play Hades when I am just now really getting comfortable with keyboard and mouse and I know that it's time to move on to doom eternal oh, fuck baby dude I gotta send you a fucking video that's gonna make you big come, yeah, dude. Cause I know, I know another Sam Core thing, dude, is fucking editing. I know you were all about editing, I am. like just like good, sexy, clean editing. And I'm sure you don't give a shit about spoilers for Seven R. You probably even spoiled that, <laughs> right? And also, you played the fucking first three hours, so who gives a shit? Um, but there's a fucking AMV, literal AMV music video. That's redundant. There is a literal AMV that is those who fight further, the boss scene from Final Fantasy VII Remake, but remade in the style of a Doom song. 
edited with fucking cinematics from Final Fantasy VII R, and it is the rawest fucking video oh, I've seen in so hot. fucking that long. That sounds so fucking dude. Cool. I'm a, I gotta be honest. That's my other thing too. I'm like back on videos, dude. I'm like back into like making like cool videos again. Like, not just fucking video essays, like, not that, just, like, I saw this animatic of In the Mouth of Madness, like a, like a, it, you know, it was, like, done in After Effects, or, sorry, not In the Mouth of Madness, at the Mountains of Madness, and I, it was, like, the fucking coolest thing, their design for Shogoth was fucking badass, the, the voice work was badass, because it was just, like, this, like, one narration from the book through, like, a, a filter, through, like, a radio filter, it was fucking awesome, loved it. And and all the and, and it didn't have those stupid HP Lovecraft designs done by like D and D players who like read the fucking text and take it way too literally. Like it was great. It was awesome. And and so I'm I'm just I'm sitting out here like man I gotta get back to making videos. I gotta get back to making things that like just make my fucking dick bleed, dude. My fucking shoot pee blood pee. Like make an AMV. That's what dude. gets me hard, dude. Make a fucking AMV, bro. Yeah, I'm going to make a fucking AMV. You know, I'm going to make a fucking fucking make a Princess Tutu AMV. I mean, unfortunately you can't because Princess Tutu has one of the most legendary AMVs of all time. So you kind of can never compete with that. Yeah, you can. Just make it radically differently enough that they can't really even be compared. Yeah, I don't know what song I would do it to, but man, I'm gonna do like I'm gonna do some fucking cool shit. I want to fucking do a. I, I mean, I I might incorporate this into a project, but I I want to do a I want to do a fucking AMV to Superman by Goldfinger. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah! But I I know I know specifically I know which game, and I think you know which game I I want to do an AMV with set to Goldfinger. Like you can, it, it's like nine one to one as far as the era and aesthetic of that game and that uh, song. Yeah. So, dude, I'm I'm back, dude. I'm alive, and I and I just gotta give a huge shout out to Ben if you're listening. Before we end this show, I gotta give a huge shout out to Ben because Ben, before you got here, man, like I was I was fucking depressed, dude. Like last week was, last week's episode was fucking tough because I just wasn't fucking feeling it. Like, man, I'm back. Having company in your life, like having someone who who's pumping you up, like that shit's great. So I just want to say thank you, Sam. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, video games. My pleasure. Thank you, Satania. And thank you to our good listeners at Hatsune Miku's Crack House. You make the show worth making. And you, I think both of us uh, are just, this show has kept us sane uh, in quarantine. It, it really has. It's been a very, and it's been a very positive thing for both of our lives, I think. I think, I think we're both much happier with who we are. Couldn't have said it. Because of the show. So. Couldn't have said it better. If you want to keep up with us when we're not chatting in your ear on spotify you can follow us on twitter at miku's crack house i have a final word for this episode miles if you don't mind let's hear it i was playing a little game called scourge bringer before the show today at least on xbox game pass it only has 24 reviews and this is one of the coolest slickest most fluid 2D hack and slash action games I have ever played. It is a roguelite. It plays extremely fucking great. And I am stunned more people did not talk about it when it entered early access, when it came out of early access, and today. So please fucking play this shit. I'm going to end the show now and get back to playing it. So that's it. 
Chaos City. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand when she don't wanna A Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a nose show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, Say though Say my motherfucking bitch, I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talk to shit, tell Ryuki on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. 